You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today we have a topic that I've been thinking about a lot lately, aging and middle age. Okay. I am turning 40 in December on our birthday, Mm -hmm. which is an age imbued with a lot of significance and not necessarily of the positive variety, (laughs) I would say, maybe especially for women. So I'm looking forward to talking through all of this with you from pushing back on the negative image of aging, the changes we're noticing as we age, our older women role models, and more. All right. But first, what's been happening around your neighborhood lately? I just have to tell you that there are so many books arriving at my house right now oh, for the new homeschool year. Oh. You know, we've talked about I'm very literature based. So I have all of our li- literature readers coming in, all of our new workbooks, all of our new history readers. Like I just like, oh, my gosh, I picked the Amazon delivery day where it like delivers everything at once so there's gonna be like four big boxes of books waiting for me and I'm so excited to just stack them up and touch them and smell them it's your second Christmas it's so fun I love it so much (laughs) oh my gosh I'm so excited for you well I want to share about this a really great experience that we had at the boys school or that the boys had that at their school actually Dash and Cedric were chatting with us and they both had things they were kind of complaining about at school Cedric was complaining that, or just like bringing up that they felt were unfair, like Mm -hmm. these unjust situations. Cedric was saying only the fourth and fifth graders get to put on a talent show. And Uh why can't the younger grades be in the talent Mm -hmm. show? He wanted to be in the talent show. And Dash was saying that their soccer goals don't have nets on them and that the bigger kids, the fifth and sixth graders were going down and playing on these other fields where the fourth graders wanted to play. Okay. So they both, they both had their grievances. Yes. So I think maybe it was Cedric's idea or we kind of encouraged it. They both wrote letters to their principal. Oh my gosh. I love this. They wrote letters and took their letters to the principal. And then just the most amazing thing happened. We have the most wonderful principal. He met with each of the boys individually Mm -hmm. to talk about the situation, Mm -hmm. explain to each of them, like heard heard their part Mm -hmm. of it. And I think the boys too, in their letters were not just complaining, but like, here's, here's what would be a great solution or what we could do. Dash even included a dollar towards, (laughs) towards the payment of some soccer nets for the goals. So anyway, he sat down with them each individually and just like explain the situation. You know, there are reasons why it's just the fifth and sixth Mm -hmm. grade talent show. And there are also reasons why there are no nets in these particular soccer goals. Uh Uh-huh. But then he also tried to find a way to yeah. like meet them in Problem the middle. Problem solve a little bit. Yeah. And he moved some soccer goals with soccer nets, like so where the fourth graders could play That's them. That's really cute. And Cedric has recently started taking piano lessons uh-huh. and being a very confident kid, he already was ready to be in the talent show. Oh, he's like, I'm, here. I'm <laughs> That's hot right. cross bunsing all over <laughs> yes. this. And the principal took him to the music room and had him perform for him. That's super cute. Yeah, and sent me a video of it. He texted it to me and said, like, your kids are amazing. And anyway, I just, I was so proud of Dash and Cedric and loved that we encouraged them to, like, use their voice and, like, speak up for change they wanted to see. And then I was so appreciative that the principal gave them that positive response of, like, 
really listening to them, mm-hmm. explaining to them and like trying to. And what a great halfway. lesson on so many levels of yes. like, you can use your voice. You probably still won't get exactly what you want, but you may have affected some change. Yeah. You'll feel heard. Yeah. Like, and you can fully understand the situation yeah. and know it's not yeah. just injustice for right. injustice's right. sake. Just not fair. Like, right. like kids label everything. That's yes. so awesome. Yes. I was so pleased with that. Okay, to start our discussion, let's remind everyone of how old we each are now. And I'm curious to know if that's also how old you feel. Okay, I'm literally getting to the age where I forget. Like I thought I was 41 for a while. The other day in a conversation with Jeremiah, and he's like, wait, you're 42. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I would say 42 and feeling it. Okay. I do feel 42. I feel about how I thought I would feel at 42. Okay. For the most part, things okay. are a little achy. Okay. Things are definitely changing, like more so than I would say I saw between my like 20s and 30s. Right. So yeah, I'm feeling it, but I'm not mad about it either. Okay. That's where I'm at. Okay. I like that. So I am currently 39. I will be turning 40 in December. I, I think I feel a bit younger. I think I feel okay. or just like see myself mm-hmm. as being like in my early 30s. Mm-hmm. Not that I feel like I look that way, but just like if, yeah, if I'm not really thinking about yeah, it. That's kind of your default. Yeah. How you, you know, see yourself. In my early 30s, I had had both of the boys, mm-hmm. like, you know, I was feeling settled, like in marriage and family and home and kind of life in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but still just, I don't know, felt like I had like all of this life ahead of me and I still have all of that. Yes. But I think I'm feeling more aware lately that it's like, you still have a lot of time but not as much as you did 10 years ago. Do you know what I mean? So that's just been kind of interesting noticing that. So it does kind of catch me off guard a little bit to remember that I'm turning 40 soon, but I'm also warming up to the idea. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Let's talk about some things that change as we get older and share how those changes are presenting themselves to us so far. And I would love to know to what extent we are each embracing or resisting the changes. So we'll okay. do one topic at a time okay. and go back and forth. The first one is graying hair. I have some graying hair. Okay. I would say for the most part, it's like temples, like Wolverine happening a okay. little bit. And then also like sporadic throughout. Yeah. But you kind of can't tell unless I part it a certain way. Yeah. I do get it dyed. But honestly, I'm very, I'm fairly ambivalent because like right now I am way overdue for a hair appointment because oh, I was sick. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not minding the grays being there. I'm mm-hmm. not like, Ugh, I need to. Yeah. So I, I think I do notice a big difference and just feel refreshed when I get it done. Mm-hmm. And like my coloring changes a little bit. I think mm-hmm. there's more contrast because I just get it like a chocolate brown. That's like my normal hair mm-hmm. color anyways. But it's kind of a pick me up in color, yeah. I feel like. But otherwise, I don't. I don't hate it. I don't think I have enough gray yet that I want to go all the way gray. I feel like oh, when really? it starts okay. to be more obvious and prevalent, I might like really intentionally go gray, like have them like highlight it out so mm-hmm. that it grows out evenly or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do like that the gray that I have coming in is very silvery. Mm. So I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't I don't have like super strong feelings either okay. way about it. Okay. So I, I would say I am embracing and, but also actively working to embrace Uh my gray. uh So I definitely have many gray hairs. I still, you know, the majority of my hair is still my dark brown color, but you definitely see grays in Mm -hmm. my hair. And I have, I have a little bit more in my bangs here. It's not like the shock of, of like pure gray Mm -hmm. or white, 
Um, but it does kind of surprise me when I like bend down and look at the crown of my head. Mm-hmm. Just it's like, no, it's not just around my face. Like yes. it is really throughout like where I my see hair. it all the time. Yes. I think that's part of what catches me off guard in terms of feeling like I'm in my early thirties and then being like, oh, but I actually have quite a lot uh-huh. of gray hair, uh-huh. you know? So yeah, I think I felt a little bit of sadness over seeing the color of my hair change, but actually lately I have been really loving it and like looking at it with more appreciation. And actually just recently when I had my hair cut, I was talking with our shared stylist, Uh um, Sydney about it. And she was saying so many complimentary things and I was just basking. You're like, yes, keep going. (laughs) Keep on going. She was just saying like, you know, you've got like really nice evenly distribution mm-hmm. of it. That doesn't, you know, some people's it looks grays, like highlights. Yeah, yeah. Like some people's grays don't come in that way. And she was saying like, your hair is still really healthy and the, like the hair that's brown that you have is still like, re- like healthy and rich and shiny. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> so I came away from that appointment, like appreciating yeah. it more. And she sees all the hairs, oh, right? Yeah, so exactly. I mean, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I, love seeing women with naturally graying or gray or mm-hmm. silver hair. And I think I've shared that before. I'm like trying to make a point to compliment them too, mm-hmm. because I do think it looks so beautiful. And I just personally appreciate that they're out there like yeah. modeling that because yeah. that is the way that uh-huh. I am going. I wanted to share too the perspective of a friend who recently in the past year decided had been coloring their hair and has let it go mm-hmm. like naturally their mm-hmm. natural color. And they have quite a bit of gray And she had shared part of her motivation was wanting to witness the change in the transition. Mm. And she was just saying, you know, by coloring my hair, I am not seeing what my hair looks like as it goes to all gray. Yeah. Like it's like this crazy shock 20 years later, right? Like that's so true. And I just thought it was something like, like this bigger, this bigger reflection and appreciation on appreciating our bodies at every stage and not covering that up and wanting to Mm -hmm. like celebrate it and Mm -hmm. see it and witness it. And I just have carried that with me and really, really appreciate it. Um, there's one other thing I, I support women, however they want to color their grays for as long as they want, whatever for me personally, keeping my hair, my natural color and embracing my gray is also a big F you to the beauty standards well, yes. for women. There's this that say we have to be young and wrinkle free mm-hmm. and no gray hair to mm-hmm. be beautiful. And because there's say, no men looking no. at other men as role models who have gray hair. They're just no. like, oh, he's older. Cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that is the part that makes me like, honestly, I haven't made another appointment because I'm not exactly sure if I want to oh. continue doing it or not. <gasps> really? Because because of that. Yeah. Because of that really unfair double standard mm-hmm. that feels like, well, why are we all buying into it? Then? Right. Even though if that's just really how you feel your best. Yeah. But if I've let it go now for like a couple of months and I don't it doesn't bother me, then mm-hmm. why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like I should. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm examining okay. the gray hair situation. And, you know, I just think that that is becoming a thing that it seems like more women are doing or just being more visible about and sort of sharing their transition Mm -hmm. to gray and celebrating Mm -hmm. it. And I'm just, I'm really loving that. And it's a privilege. It's a privilege to age. There's people that don't make it as far as we are even. And so why are we hiding it? Yes, exactly. Okay. What about skin changes? I think my, I I feel like my skin is a lot drier as I get older. Do you feel that? Mm. And maybe more sensitive. Okay. Like I feel like it's bothered more easily. Okay. I am noticing, which this just makes me feel like old because like I feel like the skin on my hands is getting crepey. 
Look at this age yeah. spot. Or like I've the little spot. spot. It feels like out of my hands. Like I just remember my grandma's hands and yeah. like doing like playing with her hands in church because right. they would kind of like stay that they way. Have like no elastic. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I can just see that beginning uh-huh. with me and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, that's okay. what it's supposed okay. to do. Right. <laughs> um, I'm not super bothered by wrinkles, honestly, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I'm getting overly wrinkly. No. Where yeah. I'm like, you know, oh, this is bothering mm-hmm. me, but. I also just tend to think of it as like, I love like smile lines that mean mm. you smiled a lot. And yeah. I think one thing that I notice is like my eyebrows sagging down further and that mm. makes me feel like I look grumpy. So okay. sometimes I think about like a little, like a not any sort of nip tuck situation, but yeah. like a Botox gotcha. mini situation just that might lift them the up grumpy, a little bit. The grumpy eyebrows. Yeah. But otherwise, <laughs> just because I kind of have heavy lids anyways, mm. but otherwise I, I notice the changes. They don't really bother me, mm. but I have, um, switch some products for sure like Mm. I definitely had very oily skin when I was younger and I've had to add more moisture Mm. living in the desert and getting older for sure Mm -hmm. okay kind of similar for me I don't know if I'm noticing like the dryness or oiliness of my skin changing so much quite yet Mm -hmm. I have definitely noticed I feel like just in the past couple of years or even more recently like okay kind of some finer wrinkles or Mm -hmm. like kind of like wrinkles in newer places, Uh you know, that maybe I wasn't noticing before. I do feel like noticing my skin looking a bit less firm and plump, Yeah, you know, and especially if you like see a picture from like 10 years ago where you're like, it doesn't look that different. And you're like, oh, that's what's different. Yeah. (laughs) It's very gradual. So it does, it kind of sneaks up on you. Yes, exactly. I think of Nora Ephron's essay, I feel bad about my neck. Have Mm, you read that? I have heard of it. I don't know that I've read the whole thing. I would definitely recommend and I listened to it and I believe she read it. I would highly recommend it. It was just kind of like this inevitability, like at some point there's nothing you can do to prevent having a wrinkly neck right? (laughs) and just like her mixed thoughts on that. So I like think about that. But then even when I'm having those thoughts, I'm also thinking about how when I'm 60 and older, I will look back and think that I look so young and that my skin looks so firm and plump and wrinkle free. And so I really work to try to see myself that way right Right. now and appreciate the youth that I still have. I do think that's one thing about getting to be this age is you can look back at like college pictures of yourself or whatever. And I can vividly remember like thinking I was too fat for that outfit or not feeling my best about my hair. And I look back and I'm like, look how cute I am. And why didn't I enjoy it? Yes, totally, totally. So I am also okay with getting wrinkles, with Mm -hmm. showing some age, but I also want to keep it at a gentle pace. Like I don't want to speed anything along here. So I do feel very dedicated and have been for several years to very good skincare. I feel like Mm -hmm. especially in the desert where it is so dry. You you really need it. And so my regular skincare routine, I use prescription retinol, which... I love, I got this after chatting with my dermatologist. It is both more effective than okay. over-the-counter things and way cheaper. Oh, okay. Because yes. it's not just like the pink tax on it, exactly. basically. Yeah. So it it's like very no frills. Okay. And so I think stuff over-the-counter would come with retinol or a derivative and then have moisturizer right. and stuff. This is just the retinol. So okay. you have to add a moisturizer. But it is $11 a tube and lasts oh. me for over a month. That's lovely. So go see your dermatologist. Okay, good to know. I do a daily sunscreen and definitely just like lots of moisture. And I feel like I notice a difference if I do a good job like at night moisturizing yes. my skin and the next morning I feel like maybe lately it's more of a difference like if I didn't do my skincare routine and lots of moisture I feel like I'm looking a little bit more tired in the morning yes. versus waking up True. looking a bit more moisturized mm-hmm. 
Okay, what about how we feel in our bodies, both like confidence, body self-image, bodies changing, aches and pains, perimenopause, all oh, of that. Man. Okay, so this is such a mixed bag because I feel both more confident, mm-hmm. but also like I miss, I miss past bodies mm. or I miss ways I would feel in my, like it's a new normal, right? right. And I do think that I work really hard to be kind to myself to be confident in what whatever shape I feel that I'm in or whatever you know live in the body that I'm in mm-hmm. but also it, it it's a bit of a grieving situation when mm-hmm. you're like oh I will never have that again mm-hmm. like and I'm not going to chase it right but at the same time it's this mixed bag all the time so and and it is just a very physical reminder that you're mortal Right. So the closer you get to that, like it is a little bit like, oh gosh, is that cancerous? Is that, you know what I mean? Like you just start kind of feeling a little nervous. So, yeah. I mean, definitely like the need, I need readers all the time, like literally for everything <laughs> now. Um, I have talked about perimenopause and how I think yes. I'm definitely starting to feel some of those changes and how it's definitely affected like emotional and mental health and just, um, yeah, that that whole thing. And while hold on, while I'm on that topic, I'm going to read to you a little essay on Instagram from one of my favorites that I often read aloud from Jen Hatmaker, who just today posted this. Oh, that was my glasses on the mic. Sorry. <laughs> I need to read this to you because it was literally just as we're sitting down to record this aging episode. And it's so funny. OK, this is her post today. Why don't we talk about this more? Why don't I know anything here? Where is the roadmap? I, I read approximately 4,065 books on pregnancy. I knew what my body was doing down to the month and day. I was prepared for every weird thing that would happen during and after childbirth. There are 10 million resources for young bodies having babies. Where is the perimenopausal conversation? Where are the resources for old bodies having hot flashes? <laughs> Are y'all at a meeting that I missed? Is there a club we're supposed to opt into? Is there a dedicated confessional booth where, let's say, hypothetically, a 48-year-old woman admits to the authorities that she stopped having periods and bought a pregnancy test instead of Googling menopause? Bless me, Father, for I am a precious (laughs) dum-dum. So she's just, like, ranting about, like, why can I not find anything? And why am I so ill-prepared? Like, we're now, you know, really noticing the need to prepare our kids better for, like, puberty and the changes that come with that and then baby making time and then why are we so you're on your own you're on your own bev (laughs) i just don't get it so i am feeling the beginning of that and i'm also feeling like there's a very dismissive energy around Mm -hmm. the whole thing like well it's normal right and it's different for everybody so figure it out right when there can be some really like scary things that are happening like big mood changes mm-hmm. and you know mental health changes big heart palpitation mm-hmm. type issues and stuff like that and sleep deprivation mm-hmm. and like we need to address this and it also feels like a major double standard like if men went through menopause mm-hmm. we would have a pill right multiple pills right. probably to address yes. it so yes that's all i'm saying okay i hear you oh wait sorry <laughs> that's not all i'm saying I will just say overall, I feel the wear and tear a little bit, mm. which is also this vicious cycle because you know it's going to continue to entropy without right. actively doing something about it, but it also feels harder and harder right. to do things about it. I went dancing fairly recently. I don't know Ooh. if I told this story. We no. were out with some friends and there was a great DJ at this place we kind of happened upon. Ooh. And I legit injured my knee. <laughs> like you can no longer drop it like it's hot oh, when you're 40. You need to drop it like it's lukewarm. <laughs> You need to take it easy. 
because I definitely woke up with my knee just like throbbing and swollen and now it still acts up when it rains. So I don't know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that dancing experience for you. I'm still going to do it, but I need to take it easy. I need to take it easy. Slow down. Well, at this point, I, I am feeling really good in my body maybe even as fit as I ever have, okay, which feels Kels. really good. Yeah, and does. I'm like 40, bring it on. Good for you. You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I have this sense that feeling good in my body will help to keep me feeling young or at least not as yeah, old for, for as sure. long as possible. Mm-hmm. And I am just, I feel very motivated to hang on to that like and that. do everything I can. I, I feel very motivated by health and just like healthy aging. I I don't, I don't exactly know why, but it, it brings me a lot of motivation. So I'm just, I'm going with it. I will say it does seem like I do have more just the random aches and pains Mm -hmm. and you know, like, uh, an injury. I hurt my back. It was actually the first year of Maeve's life when she was little. I was just holding her all Mm -hmm. the time and Mm -hmm. I have weak abs because I've just Mm -hmm. given birth and I'm holding this heavy baby all the time. And I really hurt my back and had to just be like in bed for a few days. And I just feel like ever since then, my lower back is a little Mm -hmm. more sensitive Mm -hmm. and nothing ever like fully heals anymore. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And what can make me feel very old is that this like a back pain, I mean, it can come on from literally doing nothing. Yeah. I'm standing at the sink and then suddenly I feel a twinge in my back yep. and I'm in a lot of pain. Yep. And it's like, what the I heck? I sneezed. I coughed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I do feel like Chris is a few years older than me. He's six years older than me. And he's been kind of like warning me. Yeah. Or when I have these aches and pains, he's like, aha, it's happening to you. <laughs> it is I, happening. I've been like making fun of him for right. like being older or like right. his back hurting. Uh-huh. And now I'm having to eat my words a little bit. So yeah. Anyway, that does, you know, like you said, it just kind of like reminds you of your mortality. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm not in this 20 year old body anymore mm-hmm. that can like stay up super late right. and like be super physical. Right. I mean, like I am like stretching before my exercise. Oh yeah. Like it's like a whole, like I need a, a certain amount right. of conditions yes. around me I'm at all like times. I'm like very aware yes. about my form. I'm like protect my back at all costs, you know, just like kind of all of those things that maybe I wasn't mm-hmm. as aware of before. So I definitely have also noticed other changes. Like I am definitely a bigger size than I was like several years ago. And I'll think about that for a minute and I will kind of grieve, like Mm -hmm. you said, that body Mm -hmm. and like that experience. And then, but then I will like reframe too and be like, wait, I feel great. Yeah. I am healthy. I look great. And I'm not going to be sad about that. Yeah. And in fact, I wanted to share something that I found very empowering. So I have this dress hanging in my closet and it is from, you know, several years ago and I love it and I loved wearing it. I felt so cute in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I love the color, the pattern, like everything. Mm -hmm. And it's really too tight to wear comfortably anymore. And I was just, honestly, I was like grieving that I didn't have that body anymore. And then part of it too, was just like, I loved the style of it so much. And it was just like, well, I'm never going to find that again. You know, I don't love shopping. Right. Like finding <laughs> a, an article of clothing yes. is not your idea of fun. Exactly. Well, get this. Oh. Found the same dress yes. in a bigger size it on still eBay. still available. Look at that. Bought a used one. Next bigger size up. Can't wait to rock it this summer. That's awesome. And I love that. Yeah. And it was just like, no, I can still have the dress and wear yeah. it on this body and feel just That's as good. That's the thing is I think we tell ourselves what all those things mean, yes. right? What those pounds mean, what that... 
um, size difference means Mm -hmm. what the wrinkles mean. Mm -hmm. And I think like, it's more about the story we tell ourselves about Mm -hmm. it than the actual thing. Mm -hmm. And nobody else thinks anything of any of that. No, like it's just us. Yes, exactly. So anyway, I know that's like a very specific, but if you have something that feels too small, try to find it on eBay or get that out of there and treat yourself to something else that you feel great. Quit letting it taunt you every Mm -hmm. single day. Yes. Okay. The next one, what about being settled into our lives as opposed to kind of that figuring them out stage of our twenties? This is my favorite part of aging. Yeah. And this is what I would always say. I would tell my 20 year old self, like you will figure it out and you will give none craps about the things that you worried about in your twenties. Like you just really, you do, you care less and less about what other people think. Mm -hmm. Ideally, um, you really get to know yourself if you, Mm -hmm. you know, go on that journey. I think that's why everybody should be in therapy because you start to be like, oh, I'm not broken. This is just what I need to be my best. Or this is why I do this thing that I do and I could change it if I wanted to. And so I just think that this is my favorite part and where I feel the most settled in who I am Mm -hmm. at this age. Like I am doing, I tell Jeremiah this all the time, like I am living my best life. And I really feel that way. Like I don't feel... I don't feel like I want for anything. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything, which is just such a very common experience as yes. a, in childhood and in your 20s. Yes. I don't feel like I'm waiting for the next thing anymore. In mm. fact, I feel like I've really slowed down life. Homeschool is a huge part of that. Like, I feel so fulfilled with the time I spend with my kids. I know I'm not going to ever regret that. Mm. I feel like it slowed down their childhood for mm. me. It has like... I get to use all these passions like teaching and reading books and I get to use it as a way to connect with my kids without all the BS of teaching Mm -hmm. and like, you know, the school system. So like, I just feel like I'm truly living my best life. And I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. This is my favorite part of aging too. That's the perfect way to put it. I love feeling so settled into a life that I love and Mm -hmm. the routines that I love. I feel settled into who I am at the same time that I feel a confidence in evolving and growing as a person too. Yeah, it doesn't feel so threatening Yeah, that doesn't Mm -hmm. scare me and that feels so, so good. Even though in your your 20s can be so fun, there are so many possibilities or in like possibilities of missing out on things or choosing the wrong thing. I found that often quite overwhelming Mm -hmm. and like intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a much more comfortable, like my thirties have been a much more comfortable decade just for that, for that reason. And I have loved that. And there's something too. And I think it has to do with being a woman of reaching this feeling settled, feeling confident. And I've been thinking about this kind of like shedding that, like the cultural expectations, Mm -hmm. like, I do not care what you think. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to get more of a taste of that. Mm -hmm. And, and from listening to older women, it sounds like you just get that more and more. And that sounds amazing. Yeah. And I am excited about that. Truly not care. Yes. I will say too, I think another part of aging that's makes you start to feel settled in your life or really like shakes out priorities for you is experiencing some pain, experiencing Mm. some really hard things that you just haven't had the life experience for until this point. Um, And I know there'll be even more of that down the road, right? But like losing loved ones and just really difficult job situations or family situations. And I think that like you start to learn that 
there's beauty in that mm. and there's learning and growth that happens in that and there's hard things that feel impossible that you'll get through and the more you have that under your belt you're like you start to see the world with more open eyes and mm. more like um accepting of the good with yes. the bad right like that it's not this like fear of what am I I'm not gonna be able to handle it I'm right. not gonna be able to do it and you're like no I can do this yeah. I got this you know yes I like that that comes with aging yes I think that that's so true and I think about this sometimes I think it's about experiencing the full breadth of life yeah and life is not just about happy fun mm-hmm. things I think at the end of your life, if you have really lived it, you have experienced really hard things Brutal, and loss, yeah. mm-hmm. but that, that's like the, the full, the full colorful experience. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's more beautiful for it. Mm-hmm. I like that. What about, this is the last one, how society views us both as women and generally as middle-aged okay. people. Here's where we're going to get ranty <laughs> friends. Buckle Bring up. It on. Buckle up. The double standard is truly astounding. Yeah. If you think about it, if you, t- if you stop to think about it for even a millisecond mm-hmm. and this is not, you do not have to be a raging feminist to think this way. If you just even take hair color, mm-hmm. for example, or gaining weight mm-hmm. or wrinkles, who are the people lining up for the hair dye, the right. liposuction and the Botox? Not the men right. for the most part. I'm not saying no men get that, yes. but we are expected and This is the big part of it. What constitutes letting yourself go Mm. for a woman Mm -hmm. is actually just aging. Right. Oh my gosh, yes. Which men are allowed to do with fairly little comment or criticism. Mm. And it's gross, actually. It's really gross because it goes back to this patriarchal idea of women's fertility being the biggest thing they have to offer. Their youth. Being their whole worth. And because men can stay fertile all throughout like it's just it's ridiculous yeah so i just think i've been paying so much more attention to this and especially in media and how i think there's been a really healthy pushback from women in media in our day and age of like just against this in terms of women owning their own aging Mm -hmm. continuing to act and Mm -hmm. continuing to speak out against like the hollywood standards of you know when am i acceptable to do this career still and stuff like that and kind of setting good examples of that and just owning beauty in different forms. I think that even, it's not even just aging. Like we have expanded what it means to be beautiful in terms of, you know, race, body shape and mm-hmm. size. Like we're like really truly starting to embrace some yeah. of that as women. Mm-hmm. And it, that's the funny thing is like, it's up to us to do it. Yeah. Because nobody's gonna like just change the standard that they're benefiting right. from otherwise. So yes. like it's up to us to be like, no, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just live accordingly yes so that is that is where i am on that (laughs) i love it i am there with you i i was kind of thinking about this i feel almost like these two ways i feel both that society sees me as less attractive like you said Mm -hmm. just as a general rule yeah, yeah and less relevant And yet I also, like we were talking about, I feel more confident in myself than ever. And I, and knowing that I don't need the approval of society or anyone to know what I think and to say what I think matters. Um, And so that's kind of interesting to hold, hold those two things, like to feel angry and Mm -hmm. like minorly oppressed in this way, Mm -hmm. but also like pushing against that, I guess, you know, I do have this sense I've noticed a little bit more lately of no longer being in the age bracket that is considered really attractive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, like I said, I, 
I still have almost this sense of like that I'm in my early thirties, but then having this realization, like, I don't think I'm getting looks from guys in their early Mm thirties who are like checking me out. Mm -hmm. Like the people they're looking at has stayed the same and I have moved on. Right. Yes. (laughs) The age range and category. And here's the thing. Also, like, I don't care. Right. That's BS. Right. But also at the same time, you feel a little like grief about it. And it's like angering. I mean, everybody likes to be like flattered. Right. right? Or so, yeah, it's like, do I actually feel less than or am I just like thinking that I should or am I looking for validation? That It's like this whole mixed bag of feelings. Yes, exactly. So um, I wanted to touch for a minute on just like being relevant in terms of like... um, I don't know, being hip or cool. Oh yeah, like pop culture wise. Oh my gosh. Definitely feeling <laughs> the less ship cool. Has, the ship has sailed. I feel like the ship sailed long, <laughs> long ago. I do not know much about pop culture. I'm not even on TikTok. I know that's where all the like, yeah, I'm not either. all the trends yeah. are happening. So, but honestly, that is, that is just like my true personality. Like I was not hip on stuff. <laughs> like I, I was, was never hip teenager. to be honest. <laughs> so, but I think, I think when you're at least younger, it's just kind of more in the ether and yeah. you at least absorb some of it. Right, and I'm just accident. like not really absorbing a lot. I need my kids to get a little bit older yeah. and then they can tell me what's right. especially cool. Right. They're just, telling me what's just cool. Just at least for... tell me if I'm being egregiously uncool. Right. Yes. Like, exactly. don't let me be that mom. Right. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I am curious if you have any current or aspirational habits that are inspired by thinking about aging. Okay, well, you know I like to lat hook. Oh, that's We've talked true. about this. This is my that's most true. grandiest thing that I do. <laughs> I love it. Um, I would love to get a lot more into playing piano just for myself oh, as yeah. I age. I feel like okay. that's something that would just really... There's so many parts of your brain you use for mm-hmm. piano or yeah. for a musician, you yeah. know, musical instrument in general. So I love that. Um, I just really want to travel a lot. Like mm. the more we can just get up and go, especially as the kids are out of the house and hopefully going with them places and their families even, or going to visit them wherever they end up or, you know, being willing to move if it makes sense. Like I just, I think that our generation is one of the first generations that truly is comfortable being much more mobile. Mm. Like I feel like my mm. parents' generation, at least from the Midwest, yeah. especially and older it, it's like uncomfortable for mm-hmm. them and they still do it and they still, but there's a lot of this sense of like, no, you stay somewhere, you put right. down roots, you, yeah. but I just feel excited about, I mean, there are so many cute, like next phase of life, older couples with their like khaki and their sun hats, yes. like living their best life on the road with these like really nice, but smaller trailers because yeah. they don't have to have the kids <laughs> and the dogs and all, you know, and it's just like, I could see us doing that yeah. at some point, like maybe not full time living on the mm-hmm. road, but just really just getting up and going and mm-hmm. like, hey, let's drive to Washington. Let's yeah. drive to, it's just super cute. Some of the conversations we've even had with people where she's like, yeah, I just, you know, he's retired, but I still work, but I just took two weeks off. What are they going to do? Fire me? Like right. just so cute with oh. their like walking sticks and their backpacks. <laughs> yeah. And I just love it. I love that so much. Okay. One habit that I have already adopted, I have started wearing earplugs at my exercise classes. Okay. It's getting too loud. This is to, I hope, save my hearing so that I have good hearing for as long as possible. Uh 
And I just kind of realized like, wow, four hours a week exposing myself to really loud, like too yeah, loud like music. like uncomfortably loud. Yes. Like you're in there. It's kind of like the frog in the water that turns up to uh-huh. boiling. Like you sort of don't realize it. But in my classes, I will wear earplugs still throughout the entire class. I can hear the music and the instructor yeah. just fine. And then it's like at the end of the class, you take them out and realize how loud it is. Right. So anyway, I'm doing that to save okay, my I like ears. That. I probably, it probably makes me look old already, but I don't care. I'm going to be able to hear when I'm <laughs> yep. 80. So yeah. an aspirational, a couple of aspirational habits. I would love to do more yoga and stretching. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I know it's so good for mm-hmm. me. It feels so good when I do it. And I just haven't found a place right. to like regularly. Plug and it's it one in. of those things where, you know, that time is kind of ticking. Not, not that you can't pick up a habit no, later. totally. But the earlier you do yes. it, the more you're going to see the benefit. And it will just serve you yeah, so Yeah, so it feels much. like this thing hanging over your head, like, I should really do this. I should really exercise more because it's yes. going to just, I'm going to be able to take that right. with me into my older age. And I age. think that's kind of the thing I feel like about turning 40. Like I said, we're like at 30, it was like, oh, I've got so much time. I will definitely start practicing yes. yoga. And now it's like, okay, well, now you're 40. Right. So are you going to start now? Right. When are, when are we inserting that habit? <laughs> when is that? <laughs> time gonna come okay and the other habit that I can definitely see myself adopting but I don't have time for it yet is doing crosswords yes do you like doing crossword yes. puzzles I love all word games oh man my mom loves crosswords yeah. and word puzzles she has her whole morning routine is like I don't know two plus hours of just crosswords and it's word so games good and stuff. though it's so good for your oh, brain so great Chris and I used to really enjoy doing crosswords so I definitely see us like with our morning coffee uh-huh. and our crosswords for your readers yes, when you, when you readers. need them. Yep. Yes, exactly. So looking forward to that one day. Love that. Okay. Finally, tell me about any older women role models that you aspire to be like. Okay. I love this. I have a lot. I have three. Yeah. No, I have two real life. Okay. And three like stages of life celebrities oh, that I don't know in real life that I kind of that. are like a, a benchmark love for me. That. Okay. So number one, my mom mm-hmm. is the cutest thing. She is. She's so cute and trendy, but in her in her own way still, she cares about keeping up with the trends, but in a way that makes sense for her. Like a very age appropriate Yeah, way. but she really cares about like feeling her best and presenting her best. And not that everybody even needs to do that, but I just feel very inspired by it because there are days, you know, when I'm in the trenches of momhood right now, which I'm sure there were for her too, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I mean, I can barely put on a clean bra right now. Like, right. I don't know how, why you're coming out of the guest like, room looking so cute. Am I so wearing cute. deodorant today? Yeah, like I, I'm going shopping with my mom when she visits. Oh, great. I guess I should put on some makeup, mm-hmm. you know? But really, she it's it's given her this like, I don't know. She's just so cute. And she just recently is one that went gray, but yeah. like highlighted her hair. So she felt really good about so like, good. it's just... I just think she's so cute Mm -hmm. and I want to be cute when I'm her age, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever that means to me at that time. The other one is her best friend, Trish, who Mm -hmm. is kind of like an aunt to me. I've known her since I was a teenager and she is just the best storyteller and like most fun person to be around and to like tell any news. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be that lady at mm-hmm. that age I want to be the fun aunt mm-hmm. I want to be the one you want to invite to the birthday parties mm-hmm. because you're going to tell a funny story not because you're going to complain about what you right. saw on Fox News like right. I just I don't want to turn crabby which I feel like honestly is very easy to do like mm-hmm. I find myself crabby about There's a, a lot, lot of things. things to be crabby about yeah and like it's just easy to get caught up as your world gets a little bit smaller as mm-hmm. you get older get caught up in things that you know maybe yeah. don't matter as much but they really bother you mm-hmm. 
And she's just not that. And it's like very much makes me like want to be mm-hmm. like her. And then the other thing, both of them are just really killing it, I think, at handling this like being a mom of grown kids mm. with young families mm-hmm. thing. Like they're so supportive. They're so willing to help. Neither one of them are like pushy and in, you know, like. I never feel like I hardly have to like set a boundary with my mom mm-hmm. or anything. And I know that Trisha's the same way with her kids. And I just feel like that's how I want to be as a grown up yeah. mom. Yeah. You know, I love that. And then, okay, sorry. I have three more. Okay. Keep Unless going. You, okay. No, keep going. So I then hear I all. think of my next phases of life, okay. right? Like one phase ahead of me, Jen Hatmaker oh, as demonstrated, yes. like she's got kids that are just barely grown or a very okay. young adult and just kind of rediscovering herself mm-hmm. a little bit. Now that the kids are out of the house has a new boyfriend. I don't want one of those necessarily. <laughs> like, I, but you know, her marriage right. kind of disintegrated. But she's like living her best with this new boyfriend yeah. that you has know, a great making, romantic life. Yeah, though. just yeah, like a very active, still romantic life, social life. Um, not by any means hanging things up, mm-hmm. right? Also, very creating amazing things and yeah. putting them out into the world. Yeah, approaching the world with a lot of love and mm-hmm. a lot of how can I do less mm-hmm. harm or mm-hmm. how can I minimize harm for somebody else. And then, like, just a ton of humor. Yeah. And a ton of, like, self-deprecating, like, Mm -hmm. this is just, it is what it is here. You get what you get. And I just hope I am still that way at that age. The next stage, I would say, Diane Keaton. Oh, she's one of mine. I just love her so much with her wears whatever outfits looks fabulous in them. Yes. She is so funny, but also like kind of spicy and just not, doesn't give a crap. Yeah. And, and I so love classy. that. So classy. Mm-hmm. I just very talented. I just love her. And then the oldest one, which I think she's like 88. I just looked up is Maggie Smith. Oh, I love that. And this is why I think she kind of reminds me of my grandma. Number one, she's sassy. Uh-huh. Like she has that really like dry sense of humor mm-hmm. and wise wit. Yes. That I hope I possess at that age. Like know <laughs> when to just come in with a zinger or a yeah. one liner and make a little face. Like, right. Well, even though she's like underneath her <clears throat> Afghan and yes. having her tea. Yes. <laughs> The other thing I really like about her, though, is she is really a prolific actor still at 80 something years old. Like she has been in everything. That is so true. And still doing what she loves. I think that keeps you sharp. I think that it keeps you relevant and involved Mm -hmm. and happy. And like you feel like you have a purpose. I think Mm -hmm. so many times older people feel like they're just pushed to the sidelines and not. Mm -hmm. um, And that's society's fault. But I also think that we kind of take some of that on. Like, well, Mm -hmm. I'm too old for that. Right. And she's just clearly not done that. And I just love it. I love her for it. So I love that. There we go. Those are my role models. Oh, I love all of these older ladies. (laughs) Okay. I am also so fortunate to have so many amazing older women in my life that are role models for me. This includes my mom, my mother-in-law, and I have three wonderful aunts who I really look up to and just adore. My aunt Peta, who is a listener of the podcast. Mm -hmm. So hello, aunt Peta. And my aunt Linda, who I think is going to be a new listener of the podcast. Oh, we're getting her her hooked up with the technology. Okay. Yeah. And my aunt Elaine. So anyway, all of those women, I want to spotlight just my mom and my mother-in-law for a minute. So my mother-in-law, Carol, I love so many things about her. She has such great style and she is just, she is so naturally beautiful and just like a model of like this beauty at her age Mm -hmm. and she has recently turned 80 and Mm -hmm. she just looks so incredible she has beautiful silver hair that she wears about her shoulders and she just always looks so stylish and Mm -hmm. put together like you're talking Mm -hmm. about your mom and I just love that 
I love her attitude too, where she and her husband, they do what they want to do. And they're very much just like, don't care about what anyone else thinks. Yeah. Like, you know, just that yeah. confidence that mm-hmm. you get with age, like do what makes you happy. Yeah. You know, don't worry about what we think. Like she's, yeah. they're very supportive mm-hmm. of like of us, you know, in that way. And I just have always appreciated that mm-hmm. as a mother-in-law. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful to have her in my life and have her as a role model in that way. In terms of my mom, and this is also my dad, how much they are traveling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They are seeing the world. They are living their best Mm -hmm. life, um, buying this second home out here that they were able to do. And they are just in like senior summer camp every yeah. time they're out here yeah. they are so busy they're in bocce ball league and they have trivia night and <laughs> Hard taco to track night down. and oh my gosh I just I, I love that they are just have made this like whole new chapter of their yeah. life and it's so social and fun they do a lot of traveling with another couple their mm-hmm. best friends and I just love that and I definitely hope that we follow in their footsteps In terms of older women, Diane Keaton was also someone that I thought of immediately. And honestly, she has like this style that I want. I can see myself really leaning into the linen. Yeah. You see that? Lean hard to linen Like a a simple statement necklace. Totally. I am am heading that You're headed towards Diane Keaton (laughs) for sure. And this actually makes me want to identify more older women role models because I love that. And so actually like perfect timing. There is a new podcast out that I have been just binging. There's only a few episodes out. I shared it with you the Mm -hmm. other day. It is called Wiser Than Me, hosted by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Who, hello. Oh my gosh. Put her up there in the role models. Put her in the list. The whole point of the podcast is each episode she interviews an older woman about about, about aging their life or just life and in about general. Aging and Love she's it. asking like what advice do you have uh-huh. for me as I'm getting older? Like what's great about being older? What's hard? It has been, oh my gosh, I have laughed, I have cried, oh, I have told I Chris to. about it. I haven't it. gotten a chance to listen to the one you it sent me, but. It is so good. So far, she has had Jane Fonda, mm-hmm. Isabel Allende, which is, she is just an amazing writer, an amazing feminist, Fran Lebowitz, and then I'm just in the middle of listening to the new one with Ruth Reichel, okay. the you know former food critic, mm-hmm. editor of Gourmet, like amazing writer, and Oh my gosh, I just, I love the candor, um, you know, talking about sex in your eighties, things like this. So anyway, I'm just loving it. So basically everyone on that podcast, I'm like instant role model, right? Right. Put them on the bulletin board. So I'm, I'm so glad that that's out and I would just, anyone please go subscribe immediately. So, okay. Oh my gosh. I love this topic. I do too. There's a lot we can say about about it. it. Yes. Yes. Okay. But let's close out. What are you obsessed with lately? Okay, I need to recommend this coffee situation. Okay, tell me. So we were like struggling with our trailer coffee setup. Okay. Now, we could just like plug in a drip pot, but mm-hmm. we don't always have hookups, which okay. means we'd be like using our battery for gotcha. that kind of stuff and whatever. So we had tried like a French press, but mm-hmm. honestly, do you feel like French presses are messy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the grounds Deal- are just with everywhere. The, dealing with the grounds yes. afterwards, getting them all out. Yes. And it wasn't like making that much coffee. Right. And kind of when you're camping, you want to just like sit and have a couple yes. cups of coffee maybe. Yes. So we found this Melita pour over coffee brewer and stainless steel carafe. Oh, perfect. And it's 60 ounces. Oh, yeah. And so the pour over goes right into the carafe. Mm-hmm. So all you got to do is boil the water. You know, you could do that over a fire. You could do that over the propane. 
and then it makes a whole bunch of coffee and then keeps it really hot Whoa, with no electricity. That sounds great. So it's perfect. It's been perfect. Oh, we love I love it so it. much. Okay, we will link up and I yep. might want to add that to my camping gear. Mm-hmm. Okay, my obsession is maybe sort of older lady adjacent. It is my <laughs> new favorite hand lotion. Okay. I have been searching for a great hand lotion mm-hmm. because... Oh my gosh, it's so dry here. Mm -hmm. I was just, I mean, really struggling with how dry my hands and my fingers were. I wanted something knowing my under buyer self. I couldn't buy anything, find anything too expensive. Yeah, like let me find like the drugstore. Because then I wouldn't replace it. And I need need to just like keep it stocked. So I went with, this is the Target brand daily moisturizing lotion. It says compare to CeraVe daily moisturizing lotion. And that's a brand that I have liked before. Uh Anyway. I got one of these for each of our sinks and I'm putting it on religiously. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's lightweight, but it is so effective. So I love it. Anyway, not greasy. That's the thing with hands all the time. Okay. I'm going to try Yeah. Put it on. Let me, let me take the rings off and give it a whirl. I'm keeping it stocked. I'm going to do a little right, right over here. On my, on my (laughs) crepey. That's right. Grandma hands. Let's keep those moisturized. That is a lovely texture. Anyway, so I am. And not really no smell, right? Yeah, maybe the very lightest. Lightest, just, cleanest, if anything, mm-hmm. but yeah. I love that. I will also highly recommend for another like cheap drugstore one that's really good. I keep hitting my glasses on the mic. <laughs> um, another cheaper drugstore one that's really good is Jergens Ultra Healing. Ooh, okay. I know that's the one you swear by. Yes, that's my fave. Okay. All right. Keeping these hands moisturized. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Mm -hmm. You know where you can find us on Instagram. We are Hi Girls Next Door. The show notes for this episode are in your podcast player and on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com, where we will have links to everything we mentioned on the show. And we love to get your emails at hi-girls-next-door at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. And then I, I don't know any other, and then, sorry, (laughs) hold on, bring it home, Kelsey, (laughs) like one more sentence to say, just, (laughs) just stop it. Can't, can't do it. Can't go off script. Nope. In my classes, I will wear hearing aid, hearing aids. (laughs) Not quite yet.